we're back. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's been a minute. Hot minute. Yeah. So Maya and I just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know we're, we're sorry it's been a little bit. Life got crazy, but we're back. We're ready. We're doing this. We're better than ever. <laughs> we're, we're dedicated. We're committed. We really we're are, in though. this shit. We're really, really excited. And we actually have like a super cool lineup. Going yeah, on that's for the new. Next week. Lots like, of new things. We're planning this time. We're talking about it more. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be really exciting jumping into the next. I mean, few months here for us. Yeah, I think. we have, I think ten, we have ten stories weeks. on the lineup. Yeah, ten. Like we're gonna try to do it weekly. You know. Yep. But we have like ten weeks of podcasts just lined up that are like really, really good. Yeah. So a cool new twist that I'm super excited about is my um, and I decided together mm-hmm. that moving forward, me, Elena. Um, I'm going to be covering all of the true crime stories. Yep. So I'm going to be bringing you the best of true crime. I have some some fucking doozies for you guys lined up. So, you know, hope you have a strong stomach. And then Maya's going to be covering all of the haunted spooky stories. Paranormal. Yeah. Uh, anything, witch, ghost, demon. I'm into all that. So I'm looking forward to that, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be exciting and it's going to bring variety to Yeah. You. So you guys are going to get something very, very funky and new each time. Yeah. yeah. Every story is a little different. It's not going to be nothing repetitive. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah nothing repetitive. So we're looking forward to it. We're excited. Sure. All right. That's enough business. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough business. We won't, we won't talk your heads off anymore. Let's get right into it. Yeah. So today I'm bringing to you the Bennington Triangle. Which, yeah, is one of my favorite things ever since I probably heard about it because I'm from the Bennington area. Yeah. My whole family lives in that area. It's, yeah, it's where where I grew up. This is a great first story to, like, kick the podcast off with because it's a local story. It's a local story and it's a... It's got a lot of meat to its bones. Like, there is a lot of stuff in here that I like. <laughs> a lot of meat to its bones. A lot of meat in those bones, dude. Like, there's a lot it's of stuff juicy. in there that I did not know about so basically when we're done here we're just gonna need to take a drive right up there and oh i've been there so i went there actually by myself one time i was going to visit my cousins and i was like oh bitch i saw the road sign it said glastonbury road and i had just started learning about the area and i was like i'm going up it it was summer it was a beautiful day yeah um i go up the road and there was so you pass through this the way i went you pass through this little town I wouldn't even call it a town. If any of you are from Vermont, you might know what we're talking about. Middle of nowhere town, but like, um, it's called Searsburg, and there's like a really, really weird reservoir with a really weird tunnel of water that like goes through the area. Very shady. But then you keep driving up the road, and you pass two really small graveyards that are like probably a couple miles from each other. You, no one likes a small graveyard. Very Nothing small, good ever comes from a small graveyard. Super soft ground, dude. I got out and I looked around. Nope. And I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> I was like, I'm out, dude. Yeah, and I only saw like two cars when I was driving. Oh, okay. Time. Yeah, so that was also really spooky. Um, the other thing, the other thing that is very true about this area is that you do not hear wind, you do not hear wildlife, you don't hear, you know, little squirrels in the trees. Oh my god, I have like full body chills right now. Silent. Oh dead my god, silent. and that is like no lie. Like, so I had heard um about this place actually. I want to say Morbid touched on it once. Okay. And they briefly touched on it, and then I was Shout like, out hey, Morbid Podcast. Yeah, we really love them. We fangirl, we fangirl for we you guys so hard. We over their podcast mm-hmm. because we love it. Anyways, um, yeah, so I had like heard of it briefly on their podcast when they were talking about um, a haunted triangle in Massachusetts, and I was like, oh shit, like I should look more into that, and then once I did, I was just like, oh fuck, I forgot what I was saying, but yeah, it's just fucking wild. Anyways. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the Bennington Triangle all starts with a little town of Glastonbury. Um, Vermont. Yes, Glastonbury, Vermont. And actually, I'm going to even take it further, bla- further back, and I'm going to talk to you about the Indian tribes that surrounded the area and the... So like a brief history of... Yeah, because okay. this area has definitely always had very weird vibes. So Oh, shit. Yeah. Um. So anyways, so this area is a place where the Indians did not live here. They actually stayed away from here. And the Abenaki tribe, which um, If that's not a red flag. Yeah. Ultimately, the Abenaki tribe was mostly settled in, like, the Lake Champlain area, which is pretty far from here. Literally, it's 137 miles from where they're, like, most of them were settled to get to Glastonbury Mountain, but they would go there to bury their dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, full body chills again. Fuck that. So, anyways, uh... They did not settle on this land, and they called it the place where four winds meet. So I'm assuming oh. it's just treacherous. Up Spooky. There. It's mm-hmm. what it sounds like to me. Um, some lores say that the Abenaki believe that their god, bear with me, Tabaldak. Oh, bitch. <laughs> let me, let me see. <laughs> yeah, no idea. So Wait, let me see again. I feel like I tried to look it up, but there's not. it's not like Google actually knows how to say it. Tabaldak. I think we're putting our um, American accents on that, and you, yeah, a little too hard. I bet you it sounds a lot more rad. Guys, you know what? Leave shoot us an email if you know how to pronounce this. T a b a l d a k. Tom Baldock. I'm just gonna. We're gonna have to really bear with me. Bear with us. (laughs) We we butchered Um, it. We tried. Anyways, the Abenaki believe that he, the god, lived on top of this mountain. And he was um, known to use stones to create people, but he didn't really like the way that these people came out because they were really cold-hearted, which, you know, they're made of stone, so, like... Yeah. I mean, you've made of stone, you're, you're, you're just, like, you just have a fucking cold heart. Like, those two things just go hand in hand. Um, It'd be like that. So I think he got kind of angry about it, and he broke them up into pieces, and he scattered oh. them across the land. Oh, my God. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, my God. there's actually a lot of, like, rock carns that are along the um, trail, along Long Trail, Long Trail, just, like, these very large clumps of rocks that are just chilling. And some believe that that is the pieces that he might have thrown. You know? You know they, probably they probably are. They probably are. Where would they have gone? Sometimes I Where think, like, gone? I'm like, you know, maybe it is. <laughs> like, you know probably. what? Um, I believe What that. else is it? You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. Um, okay, so this god, he realized that the, um, since the stone wasn't working, he tried using wood. And that is actually a tale of how the Abenaki people were created. So I kind of think that that's just a cool little fact that I found. Again, I'm not sure if it's 100% accurate, but I did read it in a lot of places and I thought it was really interesting. Um, and he really loved, he loved the Abenaki people. And the Abenaki people also loved him. And they were known to like help each other and just kind of like, you know, just be good together. Um, the Abenaki tribe, they did not settle on this land, but it's not necessarily like they were super, super terrified of the land at first. Okay. You know what I mean? So some yeah. say that the curse really, really started when the French and the British set- settlers arrived. Oh, well, that, so that we makes sense to me. can just imagine the kind of energy that's <laughs> That makes perfect sense Chaotic to me. Chaotic and not good. Those fuckers. Really fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the Abenaki people being the good people that they are, they literally tried to warn these people not to settle on that land. They were like, just don't do it. It's sacred land. We bury our dead on it. Like, that is not what it's supposed to be. Like, they were trying to warn them. Yeah, they were like, like, guys, fuck off. Yeah. Um, 
And they even told them of this lore of a man-eating stone, and it said that this stone will literally just swallow you whole before you even have time to scream if you step on it. So I'm not sure what stone it is. I'm not sure if it's, like, marked in the forest or anything. So I'm not sure if other people know what it is. <laughs> just, like, could we go find it? Yeah, everyone's just like, they sign. It says, man-eating stone. Oh, my God. <laughs> maybe. Anyways, maybe. Dude. You never know. Tourist stuff gets weird nowadays. You never know. It's super weird. But anyways, I would not go on it. No. Um... But they even, like, they told them all of these, like, you know, very crazy mornings, stories yeah. and warnings. Um, and they also told them of these uh, creatures that, again, please bear with me, called Asin... No, 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 no. Asinikiwaku. Wow. I think I actually did that okay. That was good. Yeah. I'm impressed. Um, also <laughs> called Kiwaku... I'm not really sure how to say it because it's K-E-E-W-A-K-W. Yeah, so, no, you're doing a good job. Yeah. You're on the right track. And then the other word for them um, is Giwakwa. Okay. Um, and these creatures were creatures that were once human, but their hearts have been turned to ice either by evil possession or they, like, did, like, a violent crime or something. And so they're just, like, evil spirits that are lurking around those forests, I mm-hmm. guess. That's, like, another just... Spooky thing that the Abenaki tribe believed and they warned these settlers about. They were like, there's just spooky bad. Spooky bad. Don't yeah. go here. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, there's these evil spirits. These evil spirits are said to be super freaking giant. So they're, they're huge. They're not small. And they have vangs. Like, fangs. Sorry, I said vangs. <laughs> vangs. They have vangs. <laughs> vangs. Vangs. Like, like a vampire. Yes. Um, and it's what I pictured in my head. Yeah. Oftentimes, dude, they have literally like bitten off their lips from hunger. Oh fuck that! So oh my like, god! Oh my god! Yeah. The it's image really of that gross. in my head is not one I wanted. Yeah, That's they are disturbing. always very hungry spirits. <laughs> okay. And they literally have a scream that is said to like kill humans, like just when they. Scream. Oh, okay. Well, so I'm sleeping with the lights on tonight. I don't know about you guys. I don't really like the sounds of that at all. Yeah. And um, yeah. it really reminded me of the story of. You're not supposed to say this creature's name, but I'm going to for the sake of the podcast. But if you're very superstitious, literally skip 10 seconds ahead because you're not supposed to say it. It's called the Wendigo. And he is a creature that, like, roams around the Great Lakes area. And also, there's very similar stories of a very similar creature around these areas. I'm not sure if it's the same or a different creature with... You know, it could be the same creature it's with like a different Lord name. It's like Lord Voldemort. You know? He who... Literally like in the forest. who should not be named. He who must not be named. There we go, just, I like, got kind it. Of, like, I love going outdoors and stuff, but it does make you a little weary. It makes you a little scared. Um, you're, I mean, you're exposed to the elements when you're out there. You don't know what's going to happen. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's just very scary. Um, as I was saying, so they built a logging railroad um, from Bennington to Glastonbury, and that was kind of their source of income and all right. of that, and that's how this town made a living. Um, eventually, there was a flood that wiped everything out. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And then after the flood, they tried reconstructing the town for it to be a summer resort where, pe- where people would come stay. They're just coming up with all types of shit. Yeah. Like, all right, we're, that didn't work. We're going to try this now. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> during my research, I didn't really see when that ended and when people stopped going up there, but just I don't it think it lasts long. the old college try. Yeah. It did not last long because it was not a very cool place to visit and go. No, I don't know who would want to go there. Um, anyways, so... The spooky lures and legends and, like, stories, I would say, besides all of the Abenaki's fucking scary monster, literal monster stories, um, <laughs> it starts April 4th, 1892. All right, here we go. Yes. So, um, up. there was a dispute between these two loggers, John Crowley and Henry McDowell. 
It's not really clear exactly what happened. Again, we're talking about 1892. We're talking about small town Vermont. Like, it's not very clear what happened, but right. I guess that um, Crowley said something that really made McDowell mad. And, and But it's not clear what was said exactly. Like, we no. don't know what was said. And it's said. not like anyone was like, oh, they were, like, about to fight or something. It was like, no. Like, I guess Crowley said something that made McDowell mad, and McDowell picked up a rock, and he bludgeoned Crowley to death. What? In what? Front That's of fucking extreme. Are you- yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was very extreme. Oh, my God. He was Who very that? angry. Um, it said that probably alcohol was playing a part in all of this. Probably. Which happens, but not. I mean, you don't. You don't need to do anything like that ever. There's never any excuse to no. bludgeon someone to death with a rock. Yeah, so what happened There's is never a reason. Immediately, McDowell fled. He yep. went away, and he was actually caught in Norwalk, Connecticut. Um, and when he was caught, he was sent to Waterbury State Hospital because he claimed that he was hearing voices. Um, and that's what made him do it. Oh, so I wonder if he actually was. So it's like, oh. was he hearing spooky evil voices, or was he, like, schizophrenic and crazy? Oh my god, I have a feeling he was probably schizophrenic. Both, yeah. Both, like, because like, I think schizophrenia, like, I'm obviously no doctor, I'm a hairdresser. But, like, <laughs> I, think, I think that schizophrenia, from what I've heard, does sometimes, in some cases, make you hear voices. Oh, absolutely. Like, you're hearing yeah. shit, you're seeing shit, unless unless you're on your medication. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Like I said, I'm no doctor, I'm just a fucking hairdresser, but well, that's what like I've heard. Well, it was, like, 1892. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But that's, that's what kind of first happened, that kind of sent people into a frenzy and really kind of scared them off from this area they were like that was weird like that's weird and we don't really want to be a part of that Um, like fuck that (laughs) so then a while after not until 1945 does somebody else go missing again um because yeah i don't even think i said this but the big thing with this area is that a lot of people have gone missing and a lot of people get lost and a lot of people just feel really really weird here Okay. I probably should have said that before I was just like, hey, by the way, somebody hey, but now you somebody guys to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, the more you know. Yeah, the more you know, right? <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, it wasn't until 1945 when somebody else went missing, and this was Mitty Rivers. And Mitty Rivers was an extremely experienced nature guide. Like, he really knew what he was what doing. What was his name? Mitty Rivers. Okay, so if your name is Mitty Rivers, you are a fucking nature guide. I literally picture him in the cutest overalls with the cutest straw hat. Yeah, cutting through the woods, or maybe I, like an Indiana Jones hat. Okay, I picture him as Paul Bunyan and Johnny Appleseed had a baby. Dude, I mean, <laughs> you mean am I fucking wrong? Person, am so I wrong? No, I'm sure Minnie was. I'm sure he was. Like, he was born to be a, a nature man. guy yeah. with that name. And um, he was, yeah, I mean, by all accounts, nothing bad was said about Mitty. Mitty seemed like a really wonderful. Mitty, you were a stand-up guy. He really just brought people through the woods and wanted to show them a good time. Don't fucking say that. I was, up, dude. I was like, maybe not. Maybe not. You guys, it's been a long day. Ignore that. Oh, but Mitty was showing oh. people a good time in the woods. woods. Uh-huh. <laughs> you go, Mitty. Oh, God. Anyway, We love you here. So he had, I unfortunately didn't get the exact date because I do this kind of stuff all the time. But anyways, he, in 1945, he had a group of people in the woods and, um, he said that he saw something. So he was right around this area called Hell Hollows, um, which is cool, I guess. Like, that's an awful name. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's a little ominous. Yeah, right? So he said that he saw something running around the bend. And oh, And it was, God. like, big and scary. And so he kind of went to go, like, catch up to it and, like, look at it because I think that he was excited. He's a nature guy, maybe. He thought it was, like, 
there was a lot of accounts of people seeing Bigfoot around this area at the time, and I think maybe he had thought he found Bigfoot. So he runs around the corner, and when the rest of the group catches up to him, he was not there. Literally oh, not there. shit. Like, nowhere to be found, Elena. And, like, oh. yeah, so, like, literally a mass search followed, because I think he really was a pretty well-respected man in the area, and people really didn't want to find him, and literally all that was found left of Mitty Rivers was <gasps> a few rifle shell casings. Mitty! Yeah. No! And they were lying near Bickford Hollow, and, yeah, like, they were no! just lying there. Oh, and I'm so I've sad. I've read in one, like, I read a couple of articles about this one, like, I read a couple of articles in general, but I also read there possibly could have been footprints surrounding where the, sh- like, big, oh large footprints God. surrounding where the shell casings were, but that wasn't confirmed, so I didn't, like, you know. You never, you never know. You never know. Oh, my God, poor Mitty. I'm sorry we dirtied your name. And no, no, I'm no. kidding. I'm kidding. Mitty, we love you. He's He's yeah, he's, he's happy. Um, oh, poor Mitty. Yeah, so that kind of sucks. And since then, people claim to see very large humanoid creatures literally lurking in the trees where Mitty was. Maya, do you think that it was the Puckwoodies? I've literally thought. About do you it. think but it was the Puckwoodies? They're small. Oh, right, yeah. You guys, never mind. It wasn't the Puckwoodies. But I do think the Puckwoodies might. They were be there the though. Triangle. Yeah. Like, I just think they're everywhere. That the seems like a place they would be. Yeah, the Puckwoodies mm-hmm. are definitely in the um. Massachusetts haunted triangle. I cannot remember the name of Me it. Me neither. But it consists of like Taunton and Canton. And all we'll add it in the show notes if we think of it. Falls River, something. Yeah. Yeah, that area yeah. is another triangle. Fall River, Fall River is a shithole. Fun fact. Fall River, Elena is sorry. <laughs> she is sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not generalized. I'm not. I'm sure it's a lovely place. <laughs> I'm sure it's a. Oh my God, <laughs> Moving on. I'm sure if so you're from funny. Fall River, I love you. I'm not trying to trash on your town. Okay. Moving on. That's just Elena for you. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, yeah, people literally claim to see just big creatures in the woods where Mitty went missing. So that's really spooky. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I didn't find, like, exact accounts of when people saw these creatures lurking, but it's just people that travel through there just kind of like, whoa, this is weird. And again, it's completely silent when you're in those woods. Literally completely silent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They have full body shows. I pulled off on, like, there's a bunch of trailheads when you um, head up. It's Route 9 from Brattleboro. I live in a little small, cute town. Uh, Maybe I won't say the name. But I live in a small, cute town in Vermont. She lives in the most, like, quaint, sweet Vermont town. I literally love it. And when you head up, it's called Route 9. That's where you'll head through Bennington Triangle. And there is like Woodford where a lot of this spooky stuff happens and there's a bunch of trailheads off like the side of Woodford or whatever and I've pulled off of them and I literally like I've listened for animals I've listened for birds and, and you just you can't hear anything literally don't hear anything it's like you almost go into like this like tranquil like tranquil yeah bubble yeah it's yeah. very weird it's it's super weird and the vibe there is a little like uneasy like you don't want to like sit yeah. in one spot for too long <laughs> no we talk about it and i'm like yeah I don't yeah know it's it's definitely spooky yeah um so yeah that's like kind of the story of Minnie rivers which kind of sucks because literally nothing was ever found of him yeah because literally we really liked him yeah right? <laughs> like everyone that went missing is i know part. it's so sad it's literally so sad um so yeah the next person who went missing was a 19-year-old girl named Paula Weldon, and she was a student at Bennington College. Yeah. Oh. I know, a 19-year-old dude. That's sad. She was a baby. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, so she went missing December 1st, 1946. And that was only, I think, like a year after Mitty went missing. So it really wasn't that long. Wow. Um, so she was working at the cafeteria at her school. And um, she had told a friend that she was going to go hiking at the Long Trail when she got oh. off her shift. Because she had been, like, really, really stressed out lately. I guess her and her father, who was a very, very wealthy man from Connecticut, were having some problems. Okay. Um, and that'll kind of play in later. Maybe, maybe not. Anyways, so Paula wanted to, you know, get out, clear her head a little bit in the woods. And she literally just brought, like, a sweater and I think, like, a light jacket. Like, she did not bring very much. And it was December in Vermont, and it gets really cold oh, in December. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there was a lot of things in this story that, like, what happened to Paula? But anyways. Yeah, a lot of things that are a little, like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, the last person to see her alive is a driver who saw her walking down the side of a road in Woodford around 4 p.m. And 4 p.m. is actually the time that Mitty Rivers went missing, too. <gasps> Stop! Yeah. Again with the chills. Yeah, like, Are I can't remember serious? if I said that, but 4 p.m. is around the time that Mitty Rivers also went missing. Oh, my God. So, it's, That's you know, not again, a coincidence, you guys. Yeah, again, like, who knows, but it's only a year after. Same area, same time. A little bit mm. weird. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, people were obviously, like, devastated when she went missing because she was, like, a young college girl in town. It was yeah. awful. Just trying and to get that, it was yeah. one of, like, it was at the time the biggest search in Vermont State history for wow. a missing person. Yeah, and it actually formed the Vermont State Police, so... You guys, up until then, Vermont did not even have a police. We didn't need the police, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Bennington Triangle made us need the police. Mm. Uh, Anyways, yeah. So, that's, you know, she went missing. No one saw her. Vermont State Police formed. No one found her in the woods, even though there was a mass search. Um, Nothing? Like, they didn't find any belongings? Anything? Okay, that is... Oh, my God. That's eerie. of course, like, because it is a really... Bennington's a really small town rumors immediately started flying and like i think that this case i don't think like i know it also kind of made like national news and it was pretty talked about wow um so rumors started soaring and you know people some say that the mountain took her like whether that is in a paranormal sense or in a way of like weather or whatever um yeah some say that maybe she was abducted abducted before she even got to the area that is known as the triangle but it's also very like unclear of what the actual boundaries of the triangle are oh my god i've seen um i've seen like posts and pictures of it just being the small area of like glastonbury somerset and woodford but i've also seen it a little bit bigger where it kind of goes into like bennington and then it touches wilmington vermont and even goes into Danby, Vermont, which is actually, like, literally where I grew up as a kid. <laughs> so, I've also seen that photo, which stuck with me, because I was, like, oh I God. have a scary story about Danby. I'll tell about the, like, I'll tell in the end here. A couple of scary <laughs> stories. A little bonus story for you guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll share. Anyways, so, yeah, so, some were saying maybe she got abducted before she even made it to the Triangle area, um, and some, because Mitty Rivers went missing a year ago, even thought that potentially this could be, like, a serial killer that's literally just yeah, working in Yeah, that was what I was thinking. I'm sitting here, like, oh, I wonder, like... Yeah. Yeah. And, like... It, there's that someone is involved scary. in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you, like, look up when, like, that's, like, the 1940s was, like, a huge time for serial killers. Like, it's before, Ooh. like, police, like, you work got very involved in, like, DNA and all that, so, like, you yeah. can get Yeah, before there was more structure to the, exactly. like, legal system and... Yeah. So, I mean, that's, like, a good 
That could be it too. But it is it is really interesting that two people now have gone missing and absolutely no traces found. Oh my god, either. I'm not gonna and, stop thinking about Paula and what the hell could right? have happened. And the thing with Mitty is Mitty was with a group of people and it's not like like what kind of killer would go after somebody when they're with a group of people? I mean someone must have heard I mean, if there was actually a killer that took Mitty and took Paula and it was the same person or people working together even, you would have think that someone in Mitty's group would have heard something. Like him saw yelling, something. Right? Like it's not like he would have just like they been literally like, yeah. didn't hear anything. He, he went around screamed. the corner and he just poof. Gone. Just gone. Gone. Which makes me think is this paranormal? What? Like, this area is you guys. Spooky. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And so, anyways, rumors are still like flying about this girl. And there was even a theory going around that because her and her father weren't doing so well, that maybe she ran off with a boyfriend. Did um, she have a boyfriend that we know of? See, that's funny you say that. Elena, none of her friends knew of a boyfriend. Okay. So she didn't have a boyfriend. Yeah. You guys. I mean, unless she was talking. dating in secret. Yeah, but like, she ran off with a boyfriend. They always fucking I say mean, that. she didn't run off with a boyfriend. I mean, the first thing I do. She didn't, she didn't even yeah. take any of her belongings. Yeah, no fucking way. And if she had a boyfriend, her friends would know. Because the first thing that I do every time, like, I text Maya. Like, I'm fucking texting you. Oh, this happened, that happened. Like, you share with your friends. And that's the thing. Her friends Mm -hmm. did not know anything of a boyfriend. She left all of her stuff in her dorm room. Literally only had that jacket and that sweater. Yeah. Like, it just does not seem like... It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And then others were saying maybe she could have died from the cold on the mountain. Which also is another good theory. Except for the fact that when they searched the mountain and when they searched all there yep. is nothing was found nothing nothing and vanished there is a lot of like um holes and like cellar holes and weird places oh you guys i have little... full body chills talking about this my yeah. heart's pounding it's oh really my scary, god dude. it's horrifying and it's just like you want to know what happened you want answers like you want justice for paula you want to like honor her name like i really do not think we'll ever find we're out never gonna know her. And like, oh, I hope so. Unless, one day. like, I mean, maybe it really was just like the paranormal, and that's just what happened to her, and maybe her spirit's haunting her. Who knows? Maybe. Like, I mean, it is a, it is weird though. I don't think I would ever go hiking no. up Glastonbury Mountain. I, but I, when I went up there and I visited, and I drove all the way to the top of the mountain. Oh my god! There actually was a bunch of hikers up there. Like a bunch. People are just out there hiking. They're just no out there fucking hiking. way. It was the most beautiful like lake reservoir. Oh, I'm sure it's I've gorgeous. Seen. Yeah, it's gorgeous, but it was quiet. Yeah. And it's quiet. <laughs> we get Zach Bagans and the fucking Ghost Adventures crew out there to like do yep. something. Get their little <laughs> get boxes the little out. Be like, all right, guys. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's no, do for this. real. I'm sure they get some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's the story of Paula Weldon. Oh, Paula. Um, yeah, very unfortunate. The next yeah. story that I have for you is a little bit more like weird and people aren't necessarily okay. sure if it's connected to the Bennington Triangle but there is theories that people ponder that like I'm already anxious I'm already anxious for this okay when I first read about this one <laughs> I absolutely thought it was paranormal so really all right yeah. give us your opinion you guys yeah here we go so James Thetford went missing in 1949 and again with me not writing exact dates just 1949 anyways whatever yeah <laughs> um so he was a re- resident of the veterans home in Bennington and um he, sorry. Okay, so he was going up north on a bus with other veterans, and he was going to St. Albans to go visit his wife, who Do I guess Do you know how was, old he was? Uh, he was older. He okay. He was older. Middle-aged. I, yeah. I, okay. I didn't write that down, but I, he was, I think he was even more than middle-aged. He was older. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he was going up to visit his wife, who I believe was in St. Albans, possibly in a nursing home. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Uh... Anyways, yeah, that's what he was doing, and um, on the way back, passengers report last seeing him around 
4 p.m. What the fuck is it with in 4, 4 p.m.? He was in his seat, and they were in Woodford. Again, Woodford. What? That's the spooky the area. fuck? Um, and they were actually also near the last place Paula Weldon was You seeing. guys! Okay, I'm done. This place is, there's something really strange going on here. Yeah, and no one really, like, paid mind because they're just like, it's just a dude on a bus, you know what I mean? But that's when they remember seeing him in his seat last. It's so all those when, little things that you don't think anything of, and then you think back, and it's like, oh, shit. Exactly. And so when the bus got to Bennington, all that was left of James was his luggage. Okay, I'm he done. He was not there. Yeah. Um, there what is, the though, fuck? one count of a friend seeing James at a rest stop and possibly, um talking to him this isn't like fully confirmed but possibly talking to him and the friend said that he seemed really depressed and that he had no desire to go back to the veterans home so possibly it could have oh, been like suicide no. and they actually didn't start searching for his body until a week after he went missing oh, you guys yeah oh. so it's kind of like they kind of it's those they first did him a 48 hours yeah. <laughs> yeah they did him a little dirty there so like i just kind of feel like that's part of the reason nothing was ever found because it does kind of seem like if he did really run into his friend like he probably Something happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um. So no. I don't know if that was connected. It is really interesting, though, that people don't remember seeing him after Woodford. And it's interesting that all these people just vanish. And they there isn't vanish. a fucking trace of them yeah. to be found. There's nothing for police like to go off in of. Vermont. Vermont, the place I grew up thinking was the safest place in the world as a kid. Like... Yeah, yeah. and your mind spooky. starts to wonder. It's like, you know, like, they are out in the woods in Vermont, exposed to the elements, exposed to wild animals, but it's like nothing not a piece of clothing you an accessory something would be there it's just it seems impossible to me i know i know exactly what you're saying because i thought the same thing i'm like how can they not find anything for all of these people nothing not even like paula wilden's earring or, or someone wore glasses nothing hair i don't know like oh my god i mean i guess too like maybe they weren't even thinking to look like that closely at things maybe they were just looking for bigger things but when you're searching for like a missing girl i feel like you're looking for absolutely anything that looks yeah. like the ordinary Exactly. And, like, not even, like, signs of struggle. Like, is there broken branches or, like, a spot where it maybe looks like someone trailed off? Footprints? Like, nothing? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And their families, to not have that closure, to not have those answers. That's yeah. really hard. And Dude, you feel bad for the families. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst part of it. It's Aww. honestly so, Their like, loved ones just wondering. It's really, like, yeah, it's For crazy. all this time. In 1949, like, I mean, that's a long time ago. Now, yeah, it is like, now, but... I mean, their families are still around. I mm. bet you if they had kids or anything, like, their kids are probably around. The descendants yeah. of them. Oh. Anyways, I know, and they probably talk about it. It's like, yeah, oh. Anyways. Sad. That's the story of James, and that's oh, all I James. really have on that. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, the next one is... Like he, it's like these people vanish, and that's where the story ends. Yeah. It's like, crazy. that's just rare. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wish I had more, but I really don't. I know. <laughs> if we ever find updates, guys, if there are any, if there are ever any updates on these cases, we will definitely let you know. Oh, 100%. We'll keep you updated. I, like, honestly probably will end up doing a part two into this and go more into, like, the Abenaki story and all of that. Yeah. Because that really is interesting to me, and there's a whole entire part that I kind of partially read. It was about, like, a story of a giant and stuff. Wow. And, um... I really want to, like, read more about that. Makes you wonder what's going on out in those woods. Dude, weird stuff goes on in the woods. I don't want to know, but I kind of do want to know. (laughs) So the next one is really, really sad, and it's especially sad because it's about a little kid. All right, so trigger warning, guys. Yes, it's about a little kid, and he is um, eight years old. All right. Really little. Oh, Um, no. Oh, God, I hate the kid ones. I have a two-year-old. It's so hard to hear these stories. Yeah, no, it is honestly, like, honestly, it's, it's... It's, it's pretty sad because the theory for this one is, like, really heartbreaking. Okay. 
Um, anyways, so this is about Paul Jepson, and he was eight years old, and he lived on Glastonbury Mountain in Glastonbury area with his family. Okay. Um, and the story goes, um, at least from his parents' perspective, that he was feeding his family's pigs with his mother. Oh, can you guys um, just picture a little eight-year-old out in Vermont feeding the family pigs? How innocent, so wholesome. Probably wearing overalls. Overalls are my favorite. There's something about overalls. There's something about so them. wholesome, getting, so sweet. I'm getting your daughter overalls. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> she looks so cute in little she overalls. She literally little blonde pigtails. Pig <laughs> um, we love her. We literally love her. We're obsessed. She's very cute. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so he was feeding his family pigs with his mom, and he decided to kind of just go off on his own, and I thought about it at first, and I was like, whoa, eight years old going off on your own, but I actually used to play around in the woods all the time at eight years old. Me too. I used to, like, go I down to the wander with my friends. Yeah. into town. Not into town, but my mom, there was, like, this dirt road I always used to walk up down. It's also just a whole other time. Exactly. It's a whole it's other world. It's just not that weird for an eight-year-old to go play off in the woods Not at that time, no. So Maybe the parents were little. didn't really think much of it, and the little yeah. boy had been talking about wanting to hike up last Glastonbury Mountain for a oh really long God. time, and his parents kind of just assumed that's where he went because he was excited this about it. My, something my brothers would have done when we were little. Yeah, he was. Like, we're just gonna a, go hike this mountain together. Exactly. <laughs> he's just an excited kid. He lives right there, and he's just like, I'm gonna do it, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So his parents assumed that's where he went, and um, I guess it was really rainy that night too. So oh, no. it also what? makes me like. How long did you guys wait to look for him before you were like, it's raining and I should probably go find my son? Right? I swear to God, but I'm also like a little bit of a helicopter mom. I would have been out there. I, yeah. Like I would have been out I feel there. Like I'm not a mom, but I feel mm-hmm. like I can be helicoptery and I definitely would have been. Yeah. Out my there. mom instincts, my mama bear instincts would have been like, no, I am. Yeah. Like, especially I am with the going. rain. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, again, though, nowadays, like, I just no. don't think a nine year old would probably be in the woods by the No, time. exactly. That's what you have to keep in mind. It's a whole other time. Well, stuff like this has yeah. happened now. I know. It's exactly. scary. Yeah. Um, you can never be too careful. Anyways, so his, yeah, his father talked about how he wanted to hike Glastonbury Mountain. Um, and that's where he thought he was, but then of he course. didn't come home oh and my they God. got really worried. And um, they actually brought in a dog from Keene, New Hampshire, like a. a a police dog, a little sniffy dog. Yeah. And to sniff, to sniff. A little around. sniffy dog. A little sniffy, a little dog. sniffy dog. <laughs> Fucking Nova out there. Nova's my dog, you guys. She's really, really. Quick cute. side She's note. Been quiet this whole time. Yeah, I just got a uh, golden doodle puppy. Her she's name is Nova. She's, she's a teddy bear. She is literally like a little black bear cub just flopping around my house, and she brings nothing but joy. So everyone, go get a golden doodle. I recommend. She's, like <laughs> she's really, perfect. Really Listen, the dream dog. I will be honest with you too. I was like, Elena, don't get a fucking dog. You already have a kid, and she, she's gonna do what she's gonna do. I literally know that. But I'm a, she gets I'm this a Scorpio. Dog. I come in mm-hmm. today to her apartment. Haven't met the dog yet, and this dog was the. She's an angel. Yeah, she didn't even jump on me. She literally just wanted like sweet loves and hugs, and it was just like I melted right into. Golden noodles are dream dogs, you guys. I melted right. I recommend you all go get one. Yeah, she's really cute. I'll post a picture of her on our Instagram story. You're welcome in advance. Oh my god, yes. So cute. That's the second time I said that this episode. Natalie and Nova. So cute. Natalie and Nova, those are my kids. One's a dog, one's a human. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, sorry guys. Yeah, there's really not that much more to this story either, but like, yeah, so they brought in the dog and the dog couldn't find anything except, except Elena, the dog mm. tracked the boy mm. to Woodford. Oh! exactly oh where Paula Weldon was last seen. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Yep, and then there was no trace of him after that. After okay, sniffing him. Do you guys? Point. All right, listen, listen. I feel like there is some portal in those woods, 100%. and these people like stumble across this little portal, 
and just fucking vanish into some paranormal well, fucked upness. I can't even tell you how many times, like, I have driven down, up and down Route 9 so many times, but every single time that you get into the Woodford area, we'll have to drive it sometime. Like, sometimes. Do we have well. to drive it, though? <laughs> Do we <laughs> have no, to I've drive it? so many times, Lena. <laughs> nothing, nothing. It's like a way to stop. We're yeah. dying. <laughs> I did not even at night. I did it yesterday. You okay. know what I mean? So, like, but, yeah, like, the vibe going through the town of Woodford is so weird. I honestly oh think God. that Wilmington's really weird yeah, too. Yeah, I've been to Wilmington before. Wilmington has very Wilmington's fucking vibes. weird. Yeah, and then oh. my friend fucking lives out in the middle of nowhere in Wilmington, mm-hmm. and she lives almost in um, it's like one of the weird towns. <laughs> one of those weird one towns. Of, I feel like uh, we don't Williamsville think. or something. Yeah, like something so small and so weird. Anyways, it's just like the weirdest thing. It's so spooky. I don't, I don't know. There's sides of Vermont that I'm like, oh, this isn't this isn't the Vermont I think of. No, like, <laughs> like, so, so what? Spook. So what did? So what ended up happening with the little boy? Did his family ever oh, find yeah. anything so or go look There was a rumor going around that the parents murdered him, Stop. and that the mom was actually feeding the boy to the pigs. I didn't want to say that too loud. Trigger warning: the mom might have been feeding the boy to the pigs because the kid had behavioral problems. Oh my god! And I guess it was known around town that the parents were kind of getting irritated with him. Oh my god! Stop! But, I can't. I'm but gonna cry. The fact that they had brought in a dog from Keene, New Hampshire, I'm assuming that that did cost money, and I'm assuming yeah. that the parents must have wanted that. You know what I mean? And I don't think the parents would have allowed a search dog to come if they actually were. If busy. they were trying to hide something. So once they heard this rumor, I. Th- think what happened is they got really upset and they stopped talking to media and they kind of yeah. just closed everything down. Rumors do start to thought, fly sometimes. You just don't know. Yeah, and some people thought that was really shady of them and that made them look guilty. But I think, from my perspective, I kind of understand because it, once yeah. the town's saying that about you, I would be like, fuck you too. I yeah. would be like, you're not on my side. You think I'm like I mean, someone's accusing evil. you of murdering your child. And yeah, you're going to be a little grieving. fucking, yeah, like you're yeah. going to be a little fucking defensive. So, <laughs> and that's like, that's totally where I come from with that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't think that don't they're know. guilty of that, but that is the rumor that unfortunately flew around there. That's horrible. If that's not true, that's horrible. Yeah. And if it is true, fuck you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Like, yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's pretty awful. And that's, that's like the last person that went missing okay. in this area, but there was one person who 20 days after Paula Weldon mm-hmm. went missing, um, I didn't take many notes on her because her story was pretty brief, but yeah. um, her name was Frida Lang and she was 53 oh. and, um... Her and her husband, and I believe it was her cousin, were all camping um, up at their, I want to say it was like a deer camp up at Glastonbury, and Paula had fallen into a stream, and she had gotten her clothes all wet, and she said she was going to go change, um, but she like never came back from changing, I guess, and they found her body in a creek, and she is the only one among all these people who were found, but I'm pretty wow. sure she was found like miles away. I'm really bad at taking notes, so I didn't write all this down. Pretty sure, pretty sure though, she was found like at least three miles away from where her camp was. Holy and she she shit. should have just gone right to the house to change. Honestly, which was literally less than a mile, like half a mile or something, maybe not even. Yeah, like, it was so close, and like ended up three miles away from the camp in a fucking creek. Oh my god. So yeah, and that's just kind of the story about her. And then um, <laughs> that's just kind of that. Yeah, we're kind of like nearing the end here, but then there's yeah. just like other really weird things of like, um, again I literally tried to do more research on this but a possible Brattleboro team went missing in the in the went missing in that area in 2008 it says possible because they're not sure if he like ran away or maybe whatever but yeah there, was, there wasn't much found on him yeah and then um lots of articles and reports of people getting lost I oh, literally was no. reading one when I was downstairs like it was literally in 2008 again it was this guy who was 27 and he just 
like reported feeling so disoriented mm. in the woods and that he literally like knew where his car There's was definitely some energy been, in those woods yeah he said it should have been three miles back to his car and he ended up walking five miles and still not being at his car what the fuck yeah and he was like how do you explain that yeah and there's definitely like other possible people that have gone missing in that area um yeah i don't know it's just really creepy ufos people report seeing a lot of ufos in that area um creatures in the woods and just like tons of really weird spooky things so if the bennington triangle is connected to danby like in the one photo i saw with the boundaries or whatever which again i don't know right um this story is definitely connected to it in some way so when i was literally 16 years old had literally just gotten my license i was heading to my aunt's house to babysit as i often did on the weekends and um i swear to god i had a friend in the car but my friend does not remember so i literally think she was there i'm like <laughs> kind of mad about it but what is it i'm not gonna say okay, okay yeah, that's, well, fine, I'll, that's I'll, fine like i'll tell you later tell me later she'll yeah. like might listen to this and then i don't want to say her name and like not have we're not respect. calling you out yeah okay. i love her and she's still my best don't friend, feel so. attacked yeah yeah Anyways, so I really think she was there with me, but maybe she wasn't. Anyways, I'll just say I was by myself. Uh, <laughs> we were, we, I was driving <laughs> toward Paulette, and it was in Danby, and I literally, swear to God, I saw two black panthers what? jump out of the fucking woods. Oh my God. In front of my car. I put my car to a full stop, a full stop, and my heart was literally pounding, and they like, were in front of my car, did like a circle in front of my headlights, and then just like jumped off the other way. It was the scariest moment of my life. And literally, I get to my aunt's house, oh my and I was God, still like really God. shaken up by it. My heart's pounding. Yeah, and I like told my aunt about it, and like literally, a lot of people think I'm like fibbing when I tell this story, but I've had like I'll, I'll, totally I'll tell you guys all of this in yeah. a second. But like I've had so many like little weird things happen where I'm like, no, that really happened to me, and that's fucking weird. So I get to my aunt's house, and I tell my aunt what happened because I'm literally so shaken up, and she literally looks at me and she's like. She, so she used to go on that road as a kid a lot because her friends lived on that road and her sister's older than her and had her license first and my aunt was like 11 or 12 and her sister was picking her up from her friend's house. She fucking saw a black panther one night. <gasps> oh my she god! She fucking saw one. And what? I was like, oh my god. And like again, like, I mean, I hope she doesn't listen to this. My aunt's a little fucking loopy. Um, <laughs> and like again, I'm like, maybe you're just saying this to like... I don't know. Be cool. You want some attention? You want some yeah. attention? You want some I was like, I don't know. But then again, that's how people feel when I say it. No. So like, I don't know. So I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> so I was just, I mean, like, I do believe her, though, because it was just, like, really weird. And I was like, that is kind of weird that you do have, like, the same story. And then years, years later, literally this past year, actually, this past summer when I was working at Dutton's, this guy comes in, an older man, and he's about 45 to 50. And he's like... He wasn't, like, he was very, very nice, and we were just, like, cashing out the register, and for whatever reason, he looks at me, and he goes, you're never going to believe what I saw driving on the road from Jamaica to Arlington, Vermont last night, which is a very, very strange road as well. Okay. And I go, what? I was like, I bet you all believe you. I've seen some very, very strange things. Yeah. <laughs> because I was, like, She's immediately like, Black like, wow, Panther. believe it or not. Yeah, and he goes, swear to God, I saw a Black Panther. <gasps> And I was like, no <laughs> fucking way. And I look at him and I'm like, sir, sir, I believe you. I looked at him and I'm like, I, I mean, I contact him. I'm like, I fucking believe you, man. And I was I, like, of all we were in this together, dude. I was yeah. like, we'll seem crazy if we come out to the world, but we know what we saw. We know what we fucking saw. Yeah, and he even too he was trying to rationalize it. And he was like, I don't know. Like, I've heard that like occasionally there's like black mountain lions and stuff. But he was like, it was big. And I was like, yeah. 
yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, I know exactly what you mean. Like, the thing that I saw was, like, six, seven feet long. Like, it wow. was fucking huge. It was huge. It was terrifying. And then another weird thing that I heard growing up is that there was a couple of people in uh, Danby who were a little bit, like, weird and had exotic pets as, yeah, like, very exotic pets, like tigers. Did you know that, stuff um, like that back in, like, the 1700s, the family that lived in my mom's house now, my mom was in a very old house. Dude, I was just talking about your yeah. mom's house with Colby last night and how fucking creepy yeah, it is. Yeah, my mom's house is haunted. We'll have to do an episode all about my mom's dude, house. So, <laughs> it's, it has so much history. It's so creepy, dude. Yeah. It used to be a, a, a doctor's hospital. Office, right? A doctor's hospital. office, yeah. There's, like, a door for the bodies. Yep. It's all good. Yeah, it's fine. Um... Anyway, <laughs> so there was, um, in the 1700s, uh, the family that lived there owned a monkey. What the fuck? And the monkey lived in the attic of my mom's house. And the monkey would scratch at the ceiling trying to get out. And there were ropes hanging from the ceiling for him what to, like, swing oh around and jump around on. Like, jump from rope to rope. So your, like, whole thing about exotic pets made me think of that. Oh, I know. I know. How creepy is that? I don't like that. I don't like that either. No. We're getting off. We're getting off topic, but we'll we'll do a whole episode for you guys about my mom's That's house and so just some weird, of the weird though. shit. Yeah, that happens there or has happened there. Yeah, that place is definitely weird. It's fucked up. I know there's like, dude, there's like a place. There's a few places in Northfield that have very strange names that are associated with hell and stuff like that. Oh God, yeah. And I will like devils, and I'll I've definitely Ooh, looked it up. Don't I will like definitely that. find it, and maybe we can do like a haunted northfield slash like your mom's house episode <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll, we'll do it yeah um that's so funny but, but yeah anyway, i definitely saw black panthers one time and it was really rad and you guys yeah. should definitely send us any spooky things that you have seen yep. or anything that you would want us to talk about on this podcast we're definitely open to hearing yeah thank you for listening guys. guys i had so much fun telling this story this is the first episode back in so long <laughs> yeah and you guys next week i will have a whopper of a True crime story Big coming whopper, for you. I'm dude. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> a whopper. I'm such a whopper. No, it's great. It's great. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week. Thank you.